the service we call the supernatural encounter service before i go into the word today um i want to give us an understanding of what is going to be happening in the next 17 days right um on the first of july in case you are not aware on the first of july to the seventh of july we'll be having what we have called seven days of unprecedented breakthroughs the bible says it's a good place to celebrate god you know the bible says in abacot chapter 3 and verse 2 abacot was praying to god this was a man that had asked so much about what god did for the jews he had had about the fact that god you know um killed the firstborn of the egyptians to get the children of israel out of bondage he had had about the fact that the children of israel right crossed the red sea on dry ground that god parted the waters he had had the story right of how god fed his forefathers in the wilderness how we fed them with meat out the wind from the lord which represents the holy ghost how we brought in quails from the sea and the bible says for you to see the end of that provision you had to travel two days journey right to the east and two days journey to the west and two cubits high so he had had all those things and at this season right where abacock right began to think about this thing it was in the middle of the year and that was why abacock prayed and he said revive your work oh god in the midst of the year he said in the midst of the year make your work known we have had the stories from our fathers right he said we have had in the speech we have had those things he said but in our lives we want to see it again and just like i said last week sunday the month of june and the month of july is the midst of the year that is the middle of the year and this is a season of the year that we must not approach casually this is a season of the year that we must not undo with levity I strongly believe there are things in the mind of God concerning every one of us that he wants to do in the midst of this year. And that is why we're going to be having the seven days of unprecedented breakthroughs. Reason being that how you step into a season will determine what that season will yield towards you. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, it says in the beginning, God. It simply means at the beginning, at the outset of anything, the most important personality and the focus of everyone that is discerning should be God. In the beginning, God. And so as we prepare to step into the second half of the year 2021, we must prioritize, right, God's presence. Hallelujah. You want to get something across? What's that? All right, thank you. So we must prioritize our fellowship with the Spirit. This is our month of the outpouring of the Spirit. And this month is meant to be a month of preparation, right, for the remaining days or months of the year. And one thing that must characterize the beginning of the new season is sacrifice. Somebody say sacrifice. I can't hear you. Somebody say sacrifice. I've told us several times in this house, life responds to the man and the woman with the greatest sacrifice. In Ezra chapter 3 and verse 6, I want us to see it. We saw that at the Life Masterclass in the first service this morning. Ezra chapter 3 and verse 6. Ezra chapter 3 and verse 6. Ezra chapter 3 and verse 6 is on the screen. Let's read together. One, two, go. 
from the what from the what from the first day of the what seventh month they began to offer burnt offerings right what that simply means burnt offering means a sacrifice the new king james version and easy to read version puts it better it says from the first day of the seventh month they began to bring sacrifices right so it simply means from the first day of the seventh month which is the beginning of the second half of the year it should meet you that season should meet you with a sacrifice it should meet you with a sacrifice the bible describes you know the house of god in ezra chapter 6 and verse 3 as the house of god the place where sacrifices are being offered the place where sacrifices are being offered in hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15 if you can have that on the screen as well hebrews 13 and verse 15 hebrews 13 and verse 15 i'm trying to give us an understanding of what we're going to be doing from the first of july, july to the seventh of july so that someone will not just think oh we just want to you know is another no you should know by now in this house if you've been a part of this house for long we don't do something because it is what churches do I believe you know that by now aha uh -huh. we don't do that everything we do is instructed by the spirit of god and one of the things i've come to understand is if the spirit of god is telling you something right you even have the right to ask god's spirit to validate you through scriptures are you hearing what i'm saying hebrews <laughs> 13 and verse 15 the bible says by him therefore let us do what offer the sacrifice of praise to god how often continually so one of the things we're going to be doing at the seven days of unprecedented breakthroughs is that we are going to be praising and we are going to be praying we are going to be praising and we are going to be praying right and you see um the praise the reason why at times it can be a sacrifice is because one of the things we're supposed to make that available today but for logistics purposes we couldn't get that done but by next week i believe by uh, by wednesday at the midweek recharge and by sunday it will be made available we're going to be having expectation cards expectation cards and one of the things we're going to be doing at the seven days of unprecedented breakthroughs is that you will be praising god over those expectations you're praising god over those things you see many of us we have prayed long enough it is time to start praising continually when you have prayed about something and that thing has not come to reality it is time to start praising you see praising is also a weapon of warfare in second chronicles chapter 20 the bible says that when a nation arose against jehoshaphat and jehoshaphat didn't know what to do the bible says that he appointed singers who goes to war with singers in fact those singers must have been the most courageous people not the soldiers because the bible says they were the ones in front and they told them just keep singing so it simply means if god had not showed up they would be the first to die but let me tell you something about god you can't praise him and sing you can't praise him and sing that's what the bible says i think it's Acts 16 25 the bible says at midnight paul and silas they prayed and they sang praises to god they prayed and they sang praises to god and the bible says that everyone's bounds were loose and one of the things that we should expect right at the seven days of unprecedented breakthroughs is a breaking of bondage the breaking of bondage some might be thinking you see see bondage does not simply mean physical chains as it were anything that is a restriction something that you should or do you should have crossed that you have not crossed is a bondage are you hearing what i'm saying so disabuse your mind from african magic praise god 
right any undo you want to have crossed that you have not yet crossed is something that is going to be broken so let's have that at the back of our minds right as we prepare for the seven days of unprecedented breakthroughs by wednesday we're going to start a countdown because by wednesday it's going to be 14 days praise the lord all right so we go further in our discourse this morning on metamorphosis the principles of growth and this morning i want to speak specifically on the principles and the practice of christ still under the subtopic uh, under the overarching topic metamorphosis romans 12 and verse 2 right the bible says do not be conformed to this world but be metamorphosed right by the renewing of your mind be transformed that word transform is from the greek word metamorphosis right where we get the word metamorphosis from metamorphosis right so god is saying that if your life is going to be transformed it has to start with the renewing of your mind and what do you renew your mind with with god's word with god's word with god's word and so why does he want to transform us because if you're talking about transformation it simply means there must be a focus there is an expectation there is something you want that thing to change into you can't just talk about transformation if there is no goal if there is no vision of a better outcome so there is a particular outcome right that god has for you and i that he has for you and i and that is in romans 8 and verse 29 let's open our bibles there very quickly romans 8 and verse 29 romans 8 and verse 29 romans 8 and verse 29 i feel like praying this morning praise god so i'm gonna maybe i'm not sure i'll finish my message this morning because i want us to pray I want us to pray. Romans 8 and verse 29. Hallelujah. The Bible says, For whom he did what? For no, he also did predestinate to be what? Conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So when people talk about predestination, I know the average African person, as a basic understanding of predestination right where i come from in my language they call it anyamo that is what you chose and most times when they talk about predestination they are talking about maybe something you know how some people life is not going well for them and they say ah maybe that's what you chose <laughs> if you are to choose the quality of life to live on the earth i don't believe i'll be so stupid to choose a life that will not turn out well <laughs> am i right and I believe everybody is like that. But when the Bible talks about predestination, it's not talking about it the way the African culture talks about it. The predestination that God has in mind is that you and I will be conformed to the image of his son. That's why I prefer the way the ERV, right, easy to read version puts it. It just makes it easy to read <laughs> from the name. It says, God knew them before he made the world. And they decided that they will be like his son. Then Jesus will be the firstborn of many brothers and sisters. It says God has decided that they will be like his son. That they will be like his son. So God's plan is for you and I to be like his son. And that is our focus in this month. This month of June right to get to that point of growth to get to that place where the process of metamorphosis starts where we start becoming like christ like christ you see it is a lifelong process but there must be a time or there must you must get to that point in your life where people look at you and they can see visible changes you see because when you give your life to christ it is your spirit that is saved your body is not saved and your soul is not saved 
I was having a discussion with one of our leaders yesterday and I say, unfortunately, the reality is that some people, even though their spirits have been saved, their soul will never be saved till they die. Because the salvation of your soul is a personal responsibility. The moment you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, in that split second, your spirit has been saved. Your spirit has been reborn. But if you were fat, you did not grow slimmer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm saved, but I'm trying to lose weight. That will not happen instantly. Praise God. It will not happen instantly. So, the same way, the renewal of your mind, right, that is the salvation of your soul, it will not happen automatically. It will not even happen once. That's what the Bible says, be transformed by the renewing. It's the present continuous tense. The renewing of your mind. Because the only way you will ever become like Jesus is to find out what God's mind is. Right? What Jesus was like. And the only way you can find out about Jesus is to study the word of God. I'm going to make a bold statement in the next few moments. And I want us to listen carefully. You know some of us, your mind might resist it. Trying to say, Pastor, what do you mean? But the statement is this. God's ultimate desire is not to bless you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God's ultimate desire is not to what? It's not to bless you. His ultimate plan and purpose is to make you. It's to make you. Because when you are made, you'll be blessed. Success is not what you pursue. It is what you attract as a result of who you have become. If everything you have achieved in life is based on external circumstances, if those things were removed, you will go back to failure. But the thing about true success is that if true success came from within, even if they take you out of Nigeria and take you to the worst nation on the earth, you can still reproduce that success. That's why the prodigal son, when he went to his father, what did he say? He said to his father, give me. He demanded the blessing. And the father, which was, you know, a, a, a parable talking about God, what he asked for, the father gave him. Let me tell you this. If you ask God for blessings, he will give it to you. As a responsible father. God is not an absentee father. He's a responsible father. If you ask him for the blessings, he will give you. You ask him for the cars. You ask him for the clothes, the jobs, <laughs> the clients. He will give it to you. But that's not his ultimate plan for you. You know the reason why you must prioritize God's making above God's blessing. Because when you are made, you will not even be asking for the blessing. It will just come. That's what the Bible says in Matthew 6 and verse 33. It says, do not seek after all those things. It says, seek first the kingdom of God. Right? And is that, what that simply means is seek God's way of doing things. It says, and every other thing will be what? Hardened. I see too many Christians hustling. Pastor has come without hustling again. Yes, I have come. I see too many believers struggling unnecessarily. You know, one of our goals for this year is to go into book publication as a church some of our messages to convert it into books and we are trusting god that the first one is going to come out before the end of this month or during the seven days of unprecedented breakthrough and the title is how to stop struggling in life and the marketplace i've seen too many believers struggling unnecessarily it is not necessary as a believer if you are struggling like a non-believer what is the essence of your salvation What's the use? If Jesus were in your industry, will he be struggling? That's the question we need to ask ourselves. And the Bible says that he has made us to be like him. That was God's purpose. God's purpose, you see, you need to get that registered in your subconscious. That God's plan is not for me to be blessed. 
It's for me to become like his son. It's for me to become like his son. You see, because when the first Adam was made, he came as an adult. When the last Adam, Jesus was going to show up, because Adam was not a man, he was a species. A species of creation. So Adam was not just a human being, it represented humankind. And so the last hope of humankind came in Jesus. And that's what the Bible referred to him, not as the second Adam. Because if Jesus had missed it, mankind would have been hopeless. The Bible refers to him as the last Adam. So when he showed up, he showed up as a child. And he had to grow into sonship. He had to grow into sonship. That was why when he came out of the baptism of John, the Bible says the heavens opened. And God said, this is my beloved son. It simply means before that time, he was not a son. He was a child. He said, this is my beloved son. Hear him. For you to understand what I'm saying, you need to understand the Jewish culture. In the Jewish culture, there's something called the Bar Mitzvah. The bar mitzvah happens, right, when a son, I can't remember how the, I think the, the, the female, the one they do for the ladies is maybe bar mitzvah or something, I can't remember, right? But what happened at the baptism of John in Jewish culture is what is referred to as the bar mitzvah. What that simply means is that a father has raised and trained the son such that the son can now represent the father anywhere. So if the son walks to a bank, and the bank knows that the father has done a, done a bar mitzvah for this guy. The guy can show up in a bank and withdraw money from his father's account without the bank checking up on his father. Did you send him here? Because when a father organizes a bar mitzvah ceremony for his son, what he's simply saying to the world is that this son is me. Not that he's like me. He is me. Whatever he says, I said it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That is where God said, when Jesus was on the earth, he was God. He was not like God, he was God. That's why everything responded to him. The Bible says that when the storm was raging, and the disciples were like, ah, don't you care that we're going to perish? So what's wrong with you guys? Come to sonship. The Bible did not say, Father, let the storm come to an end. No, it just said, peace be sealed. Because that is the same thing God would have done that's why in the beginning god said light be and there was light i know our translation says god said let there be light no the original hebrew translation says god said light be the bible says bam and there was light god was not saying let there who will be taking permission from let because when you say let we are asking permission god simply just said light be and there was light so when jesus said peace be still he was saying that less stillness appear let stillness manifest. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying this morning? That is the dimension God wants you and I to get into. That's why when they walked up to Jesus and said, it's time for you to pay the tax. Jesus did not say, where are we going to get money from? Even though he didn't have cash. Maybe Judas was not around that time because he was a treasurer. He was still not agitated. He simply said to Peter, go catch a fish. The first fish you catch, in its mouth there will be money. You see, when you become like Jesus, when you start getting into sonship, what happens is that you have authority over the circumstances and elements of nature. You can command resources. If you need things, you don't need to be disturbed. Ah, Father, oh, you God, to me. You know, I must not be ashamed. All those things are the prayers of a child. When you come into sonship, you speak. You speak. <laughs> you just speak and it happens. You know, you just speak and it happens. In John chapter 19, let's go there. I want to show us something. You know, I showed the leaders this during the course of the week. <laughs> Let me give you a, a you know, I, I, I wanted to see that. John 19, John 19, I think verse 21, verse 21 and 22. 
John chapter 19. John chapter 19. All right. Let's start from verse 21. Now, Jesus was about to be crucified here. So they brought him before Pilate. And the Bible says that, then said the chief priest, right? So Pilate had written an inscription that Jesus was the king of the Jews. And they had written that inscription. So the Bible says, then said the chief priest of the Jews to Pilate, write not that he's the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am the king of the Jews. Go to verse 22. Pilate answered, what have what? What have written have what? I have written. Because Pilate understood the authority he had. He said, what I have written, I have written. When the tempter came to tempt Jesus, what did Jesus say? It is written. That is, whatever has been written cannot be unwritten. When you come into sonship, this is the understanding you must have. That whatever has been written in God's word, it cannot be unwritten. So if the Bible has said in Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 8, that better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. It has been written, it cannot be unwritten. You can't open your Bible tomorrow and find Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 8 missing. Except if you have a child in your ass that tears it off. It is still going to be there. As long as we are still on this earth, it will be there. You look at a scripture like that and you place a demand on it. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Because what has been written cannot be unwritten. Your word that said that better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Therefore, I decree and I declare that the remaining days in the month of June will be better for me than how I started this year. That's how some talk. That's how some pray. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's what I've told us. If you come to the understanding of the New Testament and you begin to mature spiritually, there are only two ways to pray in the New Testament. Praying in the Holy Ghost and making declarations. Praying in the Holy Ghost and making declarations. You don't beg for things to happen. Except when you are praying the prayer of consecration. That's when you pray otherwise. You don't pray. You don't beg for things to happen. You simply declare those things. If a man that was not saved, he was not even Jewish, if he understood this authority, he said, what I have written, I have written. That is, you can't change it. Even if I want to change it, my authority and my position demands that I have said it. I should not say it. How much more God? How much more God? What has God said about you? In this year 20, if you don't know anything he has said, he has said it is a year of enlargement. And you must believe it. So I decree and declare, let there be enlargement. In this season, let there be enlargement. In your business, let there be enlargement. In your finances, let there be enlargement. I decree and declare from today, nothing is permitted to remain the same. In the name of Jesus, I shall become a thousand times more. Let every stagnation come to an end. Let every limitation be removed. In the name of Jesus. So please never forget that. God's ultimate plan is not to bless you. His ultimate plan is to make you. I was talking about the prodigal son earlier. He went to his father and said, give me. And the Bible says the father gave him. At the end of the day, he lost everything. Because whatever you are blessed with can be lost. (laughs) Are you hearing what I'm saying? Whatever you are giving, you can lose it. But whatever you have been made into cannot be lost. For instance, when you go through medical school and you become a medical doctor, you can never lose that. Even you, you are an embodiment of med, uh, medical science. Because what they do is they program you. You can't lose that. Anywhere you go to, you are still a medical doctor. That is what happens when God makes you. When you have been made, you cannot be your made. Somebody didn't understand what I just said. When you are made, you cannot be what? 
you cannot be your maid. So when you become like Christ, you cannot become, <laughs> it is an anathema to become unchristlike. So as a believer, when you begin to ex- when you begin to exhibit on Christ-like tendencies, it simply means you were never like Christ in the first place. You were never like him. You thought you were like him. You were really not like him. And we need to get to that place in this month. You see, this month is meant to jumpstart something in your life because you cannot really grow to maturity in one month. It is to kickstart something in your life. It is to start a process. It's to start a process. Hmm. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 18. The Bible says, maybe we should read it. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 18. Let's have it on the screen. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 18. The Bible says, but we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, we are being changed into what? The same image from glory to glory, even what? As by the spirit of the Lord. It simply means as we behold the father. As we behold the word. The Bible says we are being changed. We are being changed into the same image. Into the same image. Right? Into the same image. It simply means every day you are becoming more like him. Every day you are becoming more like him. You look at someone like Peter. (laughs) You thought nothing was happening in the life of Peter when he was working with Jesus. But the Bible says when the Holy Ghost came on the day of Pentecost. You see what the Holy Ghost does. Is that it activates everything that the father has deposited on your inside. Peter still lied. He was afraid. But when the Holy Ghost came, everything. You thought he was not hearing what Jesus was saying. For three and a half years. But the Bible says on that day, he opened his mouth and he began to speak. A man that was very afraid that he had to lie when confronted by a small girl. Ah. The Bible says this same man stood before thousands of people and he was not, he didn't care what could happen to him. In fact, when they caught him, I think it was him and John, he said, don't preach anymore in the name of Jesus. He said, you to answer for yourself. Which one is better, to disobey you or to disobey God? <laughs> Something had changed. And that's what the Holy Ghost does. That's it. That's why as a believer, you say, you can hear the word and there will be no difference, no impact in your life. If you are not filled with the Holy Ghost. Because it's the only ghost that comes to activate what is deposited on the inside of you. Am I making sense this morning? Am I making sense this morning? So if we are to become like Jesus, what are the things we need to notice? What are the ways in which we need to conform ourselves to Jesus? What are the things we can learn about Jesus? In Luke 4 and verse 16, the Bible says that when Jesus came to Nazareth, the Bible says where he he had been brought up, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up for to read. It simply means Jesus had certain habits. He had certain practices. Because the Bible says, as his custom was. So it simply means his disciples knew what his custom was. They knew what his practices were. They knew the things that he normally did. And you will notice that after Jesus left, the disciples also started walking in his full steps. Because the Bible says in Acts chapter 3 and verse 1, that there was a particular day the disciples peter and john they were also going into the synagogue they saw jesus doing peter and john went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour right so you see that going into the temple going into the house of god because they saw jesus doing they saw jesus doing we'll talk about that i hope we'll get to that during the course of the month but the first thing i want us to notice about jesus was that it was a hard worker he was a hard worker. Write that down. 
the first principle and practice of Christ was that he was a hard worker. He was a hard worker. He was a hard worker. In John chapter 9 and verse 4. John chapter 9 and verse 4. John chapter 9 and verse 4. In case somebody is wondering, what does work have to do with spiritual maturity? Your work is a reflection of your maturity. I hear what I'm saying. John 9 and verse 4. Jesus said, I must do what? I must do what? How many of us are reading it? I must do what? I must walk the works of him that sent me. While it is what? Day. The night comes when no man can walk. So the first thing we notice about Jesus was that he was a hard worker. Jesus had an understanding of the fact that he did not have all the years. He was not going to live forever to do whatever it is that the father had committed into his hands. Don't live your life as if you have all the time. When you sit down, you are watching one season of Netflix, first season, second season, three, third season, and the seasons of life are not changing. It's because you lack an understanding. I, I'm not saying Netflix is wrong. I watch Netflix. I hear everyone saying, because I'm going, oh, these pastors, they have come again, they are killed joy. I'm not saying don't watch Netflix. <laughs> Praise God. But when Netflix becomes work, you know how you define work? Something you do for a long period of time. For instance, I drive, but driving is not my work. Because maybe maximum in a day, I drive maybe two hours. In a day, maybe I really go far. <laughs> not that I travel. Maybe three hours. Work. You can't say something is work, except you are doing it for minimum eight hours per day. That's when it becomes work. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's when it becomes work. So Jesus said, I must work. The works of him that sent me while it is day. You see, the first thing God gave the first Adam was not a relationship. The first thing he gave him was what? It was work. It was work. So as a believer, in your workplace, you must be known as that person that loves work. Not as the person that likes to run away from work. When you are running away from work, you are not Christ-like. You get to work 8 o'clock on the dot. They say resumption is 8. You get here 8. You have not done anything special. Exit time is 4 o'clock. In fact, 3.55, you're already packing your bag. 4 o'clock meets you at the exit. <laughs> 4 like this, when they call you, ah, he has gone. You are not Christ-like. You are not Christ-like. I hear your spirituality should reflect in your work ethic. And if you are a business person, don't say in the name of business. I just flanked joining. Ah, gallivanting. <laughs> you know, I have this belief system that for anybody to run a business, I may be wrong, but for anyone that wants to run a business successfully, you first need to work in a structured environment. Many people in the name of entrepreneurship, they are entrepreneurs. Just lazy people. Hiding under entrepreneurship. So I'm a business person. I'm a business person. Waking up when you feel like, sleeping when you feel like. Really? <laughs> the only people that can succeed in entrepreneurship are people who have control over themselves. People that can work without supervision. You're an entrepreneur. They have to tell you. Ah. <laughs> oh, praise God. As a woman, may you not marry a lazy man? Yeah. Uh, the women in this, you don't understand the prayer I just prayed for you. May you not marry a lazy man. A man that is motivated when bills are due. That's when he's motivated to work. Ah, how 
accent is about to expire. That's when you see energy. That's a lazy man. A man that needs to be reminded when to walk, when to wake up, is a lazy man. Also, as a man, don't marry a lazy woman. No. <laughs> For you, is an instruction. <laughs> Praise God. Proverbs 22 and verse 29, the Bible says, Do you see a man that is diligent in his business? He says, He will stand before kings and not an ordinary people. You see, you look at somebody like Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul never saw Jesus physically when he was on the earth. But he did more than the apostles that spent time with Jesus. Why? He walked more. He labored more. <laughs> he walked, he even had to say in 1 Corinthians 14, even in praying, he prayed more. So, you see, okay, let me leave that. So, hard work. Proverbs 6 and verse 6 to 8, the Bible says, go to the ants, you sluggard. Consider our ways and be wise. Which having no guide, overseer or ruler, provides our meat in the summer and gathers our food in the harvest. Did you see that? The ants, nobody has to tell the ants, it is time to gather. It is time for the ants. The ants just knows, don't let the ants be wiser than you. Because the Bible says, in case you don't have enough wisdom, go and look at the ants. There is no leader, there is no CEO. Yet everybody knows what they are supposed to do. Get this morning's message, the Life Masterclass message. I spoke extensively about that. How to work without supervision. It increases your value in the marketplace. Number two practice of Christ, he forgave his offenders. He forgave his offenders. He forgave his offenders. Hmm. You see, one of the people Jesus should never have forgiven is Peter. <laughs> uh -uh. He did not deny him once, three times. And this is a man that they already told you, you will deny me. That's why, let me tell you this. When God reveals something to you, don't try to use strong will. Go into the place of prayers. Peter said, me never deny you. you must have thought, the man that healed my mother-in-law, gave us food, clothed us. Ah, never. I cannot deny you, me. He said, never. <laughs> but on the day that push came to shove, he said, do you know this? Ah, your speech betrays. He said, never. I've never seen that man. And Jesus told him, you will betray me three times before the cock crows. Another man saw him. He said, ah, you must have been with him. We saw you in the garden when we came to arrest him. They must have recognized him because he was the one that caught the air of one of the servants. <laughs> so there was no way he could deny. He said, no, I don't know that man. He denied him. The third time, the cock is it they call crow or they call crew? <laughs> they call shakukuruku. <laughs> Praise God. So he remembered what Jesus said. Ah, and the Bible You see, the amazing thing is the day that Mary, right, Magdalene and the other one came to the you know, tomb to see Jesus. The Bible says that when Jesus sent them to his disciples, he said, tell my disciples to meet me at Jerusalem and Peter. He specifically mentioned his name. What he was trying to say is, I've forgiven him. He said, and Peter. And Peter. <laughs> but let me put a caveat to it because some people are like, ah, so we should forgive everyone. Yes, you should forgive everybody. But it's not everybody you give access. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But you must ensure, you say, some people, by the nature of their exits, even when you are forgiving them, you restrict the access. 
that's wisdom because some people they have not repented of their evil ways but it is your own responsibility as a christian because that's what christ like means to forgive them to forgive your offenders you look at jesus on calvary's cross you see at times i just try to imagine it you see i know when we watch all those movies you know jesus was on the cross you know he was wearing something like a boxers jesus was naked don't imagine but he was are you hearing what i'm saying because the bible says go and study the bible he was naked and jesus was seen the people are crucifying crucifying these were the same people he fed these were the same people right that he healed their sick because the bible says several times they will come to listen to jesus and nobody that was sick will go back with their sickness everyone was healed and these same people jesus saw them while he was on the cross and you know what he said father forgive them for they don't know what they are doing the question is don't they know what they are doing he said the most difficult people to forgive are the people that don't even acknowledge they have offended you some people they've offended but they will never acknowledge it they know but they will just never acknowledge it you know the people that come to you and say i'm sorry they are easy to forgive those folks never you know a point came they even said crucify him crucify him don't worry let his blood be upon us and upon our children they just didn't care that whatever happens we don't give a care just crucify this guy and the reason was because of envy that's why let me tell you something as a believer you have to be strategic when god starts lifting you when god starts lifting you you must start cutting down your access you know why it's not everybody that comes around you that is excited at your lifting the more you rise the more envious people become you will see certain people reacting you'll be wondering what did i do no it's not that you did something it is what is happening for you and to you that is doing something to them are you hearing what i'm saying it is foolishness to keep behaving why did you think that when the brothers of joseph showed up joseph did not run to embrace them it's scripturally you see if you study the bible and you apply everything inside you will be wise the bible says joseph looked at them he was observing them the first time the second time he pretended as if he didn't recognize them until when they realized that it seems as if these guys have changed the higher you rise the more you must not start relating with people that is flying at the same level or else you see because when you share testimonies with certain people that have not risen to certain level they will think you are trying to spite them especially when the testimony gets so much <laughs> you don't understand what i'm saying you share one today you share another one tomorrow next week you share another one and they have not shared anyone in the last three months before you know it even if they don't want to be envious if they are not truly mature spiritually they'll start getting envious they'll start getting envious that's by the side if he give, if forgive his offenders if forgive his offenders what are the benefits of forgiveness number one is answered prayers if you don't walk in forgiveness your prayers are will not be answered mark 11 and verse 25 the bible says when you stand praying it says forgive if you have anything against anybody when you stand praying forgive forgive why would jesus tell us that when we want to pray and you remember you have something against anybody that you should forgive because if you don't forgive your prayers will be in that and god doesn't care whether you are the one that offended or they are the one that offended you he doesn't care that's why he said when you stand and say the only spirit will always bring those things to your subconscious when you're about to pray and you have issues with somebody right the only spirit will bring it to your heart 
It might just come as a flash. At that point, you don't need to do anything extra. You see, forgiveness is in the spirit. It's in the heart. At that point, just release them. Just release them. You also need to forgive because it secures your own forgiveness. Matthew 6 verse 14. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 14 to 15. Matthew 6, 14 to 15. I want us to read this together. Matthew 6, 14 to 15. Can we read it together? One to go. For if you forgive men their trespasses, what will happen? Your heavenly father will also forgive you. Verse 15. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, what will happen? Neither will your father forgive what? Your trespasses. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. To forgive. One of the things I discovered in my study is that when you forgive according to medical science, right, it lowers the risk of heart attack. You know the right reason why many people have too much heart attack? They have, they have grabbed too many people in their heart. <laughs> so the heart is way down. The weight is too much. Let it go. Look at somebody and say, let it go. Look at another person and say, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Some people don't understand that. They are too spiritual. They don't watch such things. <laughs> it lowers the risk of heart attack. Medical science also tells us that when you walk in forgiveness, it improves your cholesterol level. It also improves your sleep. This could be the reason why those masquerades are chasing you. It's because you have refused to forgive. It improves your sleep. You sleep well. You sleep soundly. Hmm. Also, when you forgive... It reduces physical pain in the joints. It's amazing. It lowers your blood pressure. It reduces your level of anxiety. It relieves you of stress. And it helps you overcome depression. So forgive. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, forgive. I think it was Nelson Mandela that said, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting it to kill your enemy. How foolish is that? Number four, practice of Christ. A prioritize relationships. A prioritize relationships. Some people are so spiritual that they are better than everybody. That your spirituality is not true spirituality. Jesus was the son of God. Yet, did you know what it means for Jesus to have disciples? He was relating the people he created. He prioritized relationships. Let me tell you this. Nothing of value has ever been achieved alone and will never be achieved alone. Anything you can do by yourself is not big enough. It's too small. It's too small. Nothing of value can ever be achieved, has ever been achieved alone, and will never be achieved alone. You see, there is no such thing as a self-made man. There are only men and women who have refused to acknowledge the input of others in their life. One of the things I hate hearing women is a self-made. There is nothing like that. I'm, I'm self-made man. There's no self-made man. Okay, you gave back to yourself. Even if nobody had any impute. Your mother that gave back to you. Are you self-born to? The doctors that, the midwives, or okay, maybe your mom didn't go to the hospital. The local housewife that dragged you out. Huh? You were self-born. There is no such thing as self-made man. Nothing like that. There are only men and women who have refused to acknowledge the impute of others. So Jesus prioritized relationships. Even in Genesis 1 and verse 26, the Bible says, God said, let us make man in our own image. He didn't say, let me. Let us. Let us. Let us. Who was he talking to? The Son and the Holy Spirit. It was a joint venture. 
He didn't say, no, let me, let me, let me. That's why you will never hear in my mouth, my church. The gateway is not my church. It's our church. You hear what I'm saying? It is our church. Now, when we say our church, that does not mean that everybody has the right to decide what happens here. No. That's why there is a head. Anything that has more than one head is a monster. Aha. Uh-huh. It's not normal. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, the, the ultimate decision, right, especially decision that can affect the church, what happens in Ealing Brooks is not my decision. What happens in Royal Gas is not my decision. Media is not my decision. But when it wants to affect my major work, I decide. <laughs> Praise God. So please understand that you cannot do things alone. You cannot. Do, now, when we say you can't do things alone, that does not mean you now, you know, why come, it's not that you now mix um, goats and human beings together. Where I come from, we call it Kwarameru. Uh, you just mix, no. The Bible says that even before Jesus chose his disciples, the Bible says he prayed all night and yet he chose a Judas. You, you are not praying. You are just choosing. Say, ah, they say we should prioritize relationship. They say, be my party, be my party. Ah, they can pad your destiny. They just sandwich it and destiny is finished. You pray. You see, there is nobody that is in my life today called a friend that entered into my life casually. None. <laughs> None. I select everyone that has access into my space because I understand that to give access is also to permit influence give you access without you not influencing me you see you can't give access and withdraw influence you give the two together without knowing you give the two that's why you notice that over time you begin to sound like your friends you begin to use their slangs so if i know that you are not christ-like we can be acquaintances we can relate well but you can never be in the circle of friendship never never i guard my circle that jealously your value must be the value of christ if you're you see no matter how rich you are people need to understand that riches end on the earth I've told us several times as a believer you don't know who you are and you don't know what you carry when you see an unbeliever and you are trusting god for what the unbeliever has you are not observant of the of the soul it's ah one day me too, i want to carry the prada bag like this the devil also wears prada you've not had that before <laughs> number four jesus had an appetite for knowledge he had an appetite for knowledge. Osea 4 and verse 6, the Bible says, my people are destroyed because they lack knowledge. Because they lack knowledge. A lot of believers are suffering because we lack knowledge. Every month as a church, we have a book of the month. Some people have never bought in their life. Because just think, what is it? The pastor will preach it now. What's the essence? Ah. Okay, media has even helped you. Tongues, that's a book for the month. <laughs> Jesus, at the age of 12, the Bible says he was spending time with the professors of his day. Let me tell you something. The church and synagogue, they are not the same thing. The synagogue was a place of grooming for the Jews. It was a place where they learned about everything. So, in the synagogue, you can learn science, you can learn engineering. That was the way the synagogue was structured. I don't know about now, but that was how it was structured. It's a place of grooming. That's why you remember that the Bible says that when people were giving in the synagogue, in the temple, Jesus was where they were giving. The question was, is it that? You see, the thing is, it's not that it was, giving was not a part of the service. Giving was something people did. There's a place of giving. There's a place that if you want to hear the teachers of the law, that's what they were doing there. 
There's a place that if you want to learn about something else, but Jesus, when he was 12, the Bible says that when his parents were looking for him, they found him with the teachers of the law. He was asking them questions. The word that is called the word wisdom in Proverbs chapter 8, the Bible says it was with the teachers of the law, asking them questions. See, my wife calls me a questionnaire. Is a badge of honor that I wear. I ask questions. Even the things that I know, I still ask because I don't want to assume that I know. Some people know nothing. They just, no, 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 I know what is it. No, 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 it's me asking things like that. Jesus asks questions. He even asks his disciples, who do men say that I am? He had an appetite for knowledge. A non-redeemed believer we have experiences on the earth that is not different from that of unbelievers. Let me tell you, as a believer, you should be one of the most knowledgeable people on the earth. Why is it that money inventions that comes to the earth does not come through believers? Because the moment we become saved, we believe that what the Bible is saying, not that the Bible said it, but somewhere we just interpret it that way, that the Bible is saying be transformed by the removal of your mind. Many people just think, oh, the things of this world is not necessary. Did you read the Bible to pass your physics? You don't read the Bible to become an astronaut. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I came across a young girl a couple of days ago, age 19, the youngest astronaut at the age of 19. Many people, believers, do not desire that. It's KK they want to be like. Things like that does not impress them. What did the 19-year-old girl, what did she know that made her to become the young? If somebody that gave birth to her, she was raised in a house. What did she read? It's not impartation that made her that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not the laying on of her that bring your head, bring your head. Receive the grace of astronomy. No! She read. What are you reading? When last did you pick a book and you read it? When you are not doing that, you are not like Christ. Some people are doing business. They've never read any book on business. And they are disturbing God. Say, Father, she. God will say, Homo, Kawe. Son, read. Daughter, read. Read. There is nobody that is a reading type. I've told us that several times. You decide to be the reading type. It is a habit you need to cultivate. You need to cultivate the Bible says Jesus went to the temple and he picked the Bible and started reading. I'm telling you this for the Jews, the way many believers see the Bible is not the way the Jews see the Bible. The Jews see the Bible as a manual for living, and that is the way you must see the Bible. Many of us only read the Bible, and we, we don't even read it. We only pick the Bible when we want. <laughs> okay, give me your Bible, brothers. You know. I grew up in a denomination that they will tell you if your prayer is going to be effective, you hold the Bible. And they tell you that this is the part that must face out. That if you do it like this, you are turning the sword to yourself. Yeah, it must go like this. And when you are praying, you do it like this. Father, Father. That's nonsense. They said because the Bible says it is the sword of the Spirit. What's that? The Bible, you see, you only need somebody to confuse you, not to understand that the Bible is a manual. It's a manual. For instance, everything we talk about in the Life Masterclass, for those of us that attend the Life Masterclass before service or listen to the messages, is it not Bible? Those are things you learn at any business school in this world. I can tell you that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I've been to some. I have certifications to prove it. Everything is from the Bible. The question is, how are you reading your Bible? Maybe, see, because the foundation of all knowledge is the Word of God. It's the Word of God. 
In fact, one of the things we are trying to do that's been on my mind is that from July, we are going to be creating a Bible reading plan for everybody in church. I don't want to assume you are reading your Bible. Everybody will have a Bible reading plan, morning and evening. So if you now don't read the Bible, it's because you chose not to read the Bible. They just decide not to. Let me tell you this. If you read less than one chapter of the New Testament every day, and you read two or maybe two or three chapters, two or three chapters of the Old Testament every day, you will finish the Bible once a year. Once a year. And if you are too lazy to read, you can listen. There are Bible apps. Download it on your phone. The three chapters, you will listen to it under one hour. The times you are commuting to work, coming back from work, instead of watching those kids that has no eternal value, listen to God's word. You will think nothing is registering because it is not your body that is hearing it. It is your spirit. There is a day you will be confronted with a challenge and something will just come out of your mouth and you will be wondering where did this come from? You've made deposits. You've made deposits. But let me tell you this, those words, some people want to sleep. They put their Bible under their pillow. The word of God is not transferred to you through osmosis. No, it doesn't work like that. Ah, I'll put it under my pillow. So if any demon comes, some people, if I, you know, you have got so much African magic, say, the devil can't touch the Bible. Who says? He even knows the Bible. He quoted it to Jesus. Said, has it not been written? He will tell his angels to bear you up. He quoted it. So which one can be more dangerous? Odin or quoting? He said, if Jesus had not known the word more than the devil, he would have swept him off his feet. The devil knows your word. He knows your Bible. Do you know it? Do you know it? Last but not the least for this morning, Jesus had an addiction to divine direction. He was addicted to divine direction. He was addicted to divine direction. There was nothing Jesus did except as instructed by his father. John chapter 5 and verse 19. John chapter 5 and verse 19. Let's have that. John chapter 5. Is somebody blessed this morning? John chapter 5 and verse 19. Let's read together. Then answered Jesus and said, how many of us are reading? Let's clear our truth. <clears throat> uh, don't read from your translation. Read from the screen. I will not be hearing different, diverse kind of tongues. <laughs> Alright, want to go? Then I said Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The son can what? Do nothing of himself. But what? He says the father do. For what things soever he does, This also does the son what? Likewise. That step that you are taking. Have you seen the father take that step? See, one of the keys to success in this life, should I tell you? The only thing that guarantees success is to do on earth what has been finished in heaven. So, you are only replaying what has been played. Some people, you see, let me tell you, as a believer, when you notice we are struggling and struggling and struggling in certain areas, what you need to do is to go back into the place of prayer. God, am I supposed to be doing this? The gateway church did not start in Ogba. I've told us that before. We struggled. One day I'll tell you the history. We used to be in Surulere. Because when I came to Lagos, I moved to Surulere. I liked the environment. So this is a place to do ministry. So we started. And one day, I woke up Sunday morning and the Holy Spirit told me. I heard it through the voice of one of my mentors. He said, you are in the wrong place. I've never had God talk to me like that before. I said, ah. <laughs> okay, so if we are in the wrong place, where is it? Right? You know what I did? Okay, maybe a wrong venue. We moved to another location in the rural area. Ah, 
the struggle continued. So eventually, God told me, come to Ogba. You see, many of you see, <laughs> you know, the mistake with many of us is God tells us one thing. You don't wait for him to finish talking. You just say, Father, I thank you. You run. You didn't wait for the remaining instruction. He said, start a business. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, for you have spoken. Once have you spoken twice a buyer. You did not hear how and where to start the business. You are now struggling. Let me tell you, some of us will start business, but maybe God wants you to work first for 20 years. You don't know. You just say, business. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you start and you are struggling. And I, I, you see, when you are struggling, you are even convincing God. But Father, you are the one that told me. Don't, see, don't use bold face when you are with God. You are with your Father. Be honest. Many people, are even when they are with God, they are posing. Oh, Father, you are the one that said it. What you said, you cannot be unsay. You know, <laughs> you are quoting scriptures to God. Wow. Continue. <laughs> You go and say, Father, I believe you said this. Or did I hear myself? Did I hear myself? Or is there something? You know, I was I, I was humble. The day I had Brother Copeland share that experience of his, he said there was a time they were in millions of dollars. And millions of dollars in the 80s, in the 70s is a lot of money. He said their mission was in debt, millions of dollars. He said, so his son-in-law, who was, I think, the, uh, the, the uh, manager then, said, why don't we sell some of our properties? So he said he was going to do that. Then he, he told himself, if we sell properties this month, which one will we sell next month? So he went back into the place of prayer. I think it was in the 80s or something. I can't remember. You know, so he said he went into the place of prayers and he said, God, what is happening? We shouldn't be doing your work and be in debt. And God told him, 20 years ago, I gave you an instruction. You didn't wait for the complete instruction and you ran with the promise. With what I told you. He said it's because of the level of your giving that made it take 20 years for your disobedience to catch up with you. But it was eventually going to catch up with you. You see, as a believer, the only thing that guarantees success and a hustle-free life is to ensure you are being led by the Spirit of God. You see, being led by the Spirit of God for you as a believer is not optional. Many people think God only wants to lead them in spiritual things. Okay, it is time to pray. Say, oh, the Lord has spoken. No. God wants to, see, at times, God can even tell you what to wear. He won't tell you that every day, but the day he tells you, pay attention to it. Something happened to Frosty during the course of the week. She was invited to a place. And it is a place where normally, right, they will choose colors and all those things. And they didn't tell her. Probably deliberately. Or they believe, if they tell her now, she will overdress more than... <laughs> the clothes she was going to wear and before she left the Holy Spirit just told her change to this color this is what to wear and when she got there it's as if they were waiting for her you know when they got there it was exactly the color not a, not a wedding or anything it was exactly the color when he showed up you know what those people said a genuine woman this woman is a witch they just came to that conclusion you know it's, it's, it's a faulty way of thinking that a witch can know what to do but a believer cannot know what to do is a faulty way of thinking. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? As a believer, God wants to guide you in everything. There are times you want to go out and the Holy Spirit will say, stay back. Chill for five minutes. The Holy Spirit can deliver you from traffic. Do you know that? He can deliver you from traffic. And that doesn't mean every day if you enter traffic, God is not leading you. That's not what I'm saying. Because some people are very funny now. If you are in Lagos, you will enter traffic. <laughs> but there are times the Holy Spirit will just tell you, 
leave the house. <laughs> you know, one of the plain. Let me just leave that. All right. But I believe you've gotten that right. Yes, sir. Be led by the Spirit. Be addicted to divine direction. Be addicted to divine direction. Why is it that many believers are never led by the Spirit of God? Why? Natural or fleshly concerns. Natural or fleshly. Some people are too obsessed with the things of this world. What to wear. The shoes, the clothes, the bags, the cars, the phones. Many people are too obsessed. These are things that will come over time. Calm down. Don't live for things. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't live for things. I said, what we say is your right prayer point, our expectation. Please, don't go and be writing those kind of things. A father, before the end of this year, I want an iPhone. That's a stupid desire to. Get. That's not a breakthrough expectation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, there are things that over time they will come. A father, you know, before the end of this year, I want. No, 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 no. Let it be genuine desires, true needs, true needs. Am I making sense? True needs. There are things that even if God does in your life now, uh, it can wreck your life. It will even chase away help us from you. I was having a conversation with someone a while back. Alright. So, fleshly concerns. Another reason why people are not led by the Spirit of God is poor prayer life. Or lack of a prayer life. Some people, it is a poor prayer life. For some people, it is lack of a prayer life. They don't even pray at all. How will God ever talk to you? One of the things that happens when you pray a lot is that it makes your spirit man to be sensitive to the voice of God. It makes it easier for you to hear him. It makes it easier for you to hear him. For some people, it is talkativeness. That's why the spirit of God does not lead them. They talk too much. Too much. If there are no moments of silence in your life, you may not hear God. There must be times in your life that you just keep quiet. Because God's voice cannot be connected with other voices. When I say, ah, keep quiet, keep quiet. Now I want to talk, I want to talk. Ah, no, God does not. When you are ready, you listen. Talkativeness. Talkativeness is one of the reasons some people don't hear God. Another reason is busyness. Busyness. Some people are just too busy to have time for God. They are too busy. They are too busy. You should be busy with your work, right? But don't be too busy that you crowd God out of your shadow. Create time for him. Create time for him. The time you will create for him might not be the time I will create for him because you need to go to your office. You can't get to your office and say, you know what? A pastor said we should create time for God. <laughs> so, boss, I need to create two hours for God. Ah, In fact, if that boss tells me, I will tell him to fire you because you are doing the right thing at the wrong time. The right thing at the wrong time. Create time. It can be 15 minutes, but let it be consistent. And let me tell you this. The time you spend with God in transit is not the same with the time you spend when you are still. Some people, the only time they pray is in their bathroom. They wake up, good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. And that's not... You can never grow that way. Anytime I see another breaking up the day, I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> that's the only time they pray. Is that one prayer? That's not prayer. You can do that, but you can't say all oh, your prayer is centered around that. Hmm. Business. Business. And also some people don't hear God because they don't train their human spirit. They don't train their spirit to hear God. You say your spirit needs to be the same way you train your body. If you want to grow the biceps, the triceps, the six-packs, for those who like that, or 
you are married or dating somebody who likes that <laughs> praise the lord if that's your thing it will not appear by prayer a father before the end of this year i believe you for six packs he will say son go to the gym <laughs> and carry those you know so the same way you train your body you also train your spirit you train your spirit how do you train your spirit spending time with the word praying some of the things you already spoke about and you say the easiest way to train your spirit is to pray a lot in tongues is to pray a lot in tongues because when you are praying in the spirit it is your spirit that is praying it's simple your spirit is the one praying that's, that's what apostle paul said i will pray he said i will pray with my spirit and i will pray with my understanding also he said i thank the lord my god first corinthians 14 and verse 18 that i pray in tongues more than you all that was why he was the one that had god more than they all because they prayed in tongues more than they all i thank my god i speak with tongues more than you all so if you're baptized in the holy ghost this morning with the evidence of speaking in tongues can you begin to pray in the holy ghost this morning can you begin to pray in the holy ghost not under your breath speak it out loud speak it out loud speak it out loud and if you're here this morning, you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, expect it this morning. This is a charged atmosphere. The Spirit of God can touch you wherever you are right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost. the Bible says out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters and the river the Bible says was the Holy Ghost that those that will believe on him will receive in the name of Jesus I want you to hold the hand of the person sitting next to you hold the hand of the person sitting next to you let's create a first field in this place this morning in Jesus name we are prayed Ezra chapter 6 and verse 12 I want us to rise up on our faith it's time to pray Ezra chapter 6 and verse 12 I want you to get a neighbor make sure the person you are holding is the person that will pray <laughs> praise God Ezra chapter 6 and verse 12 the Bible says and the God that has caused his name to destroy all kings and people that put to their end to alter and to destroy this house of God which is at Jerusalem I Darius have made a decree let it be what? let it be done with speed I Akitola Samuel I have made the decree let it be done with speed Darius was not born again yet he understood his all you see you know why he could say that because he was a king 
and the bible says he has made us kings and priests and we shall reign with him how does a king reign by declaring words you are going to declare this morning and you are going to put your name you are going to say i akitola samuel i decree and declare everything god has ordained for me this year let it begin to happen now with speed in the name of jesus lift up your voice and begin to pray i akitola samuel i decree and declare on the authority of god everything god has ordained for me in the first half of 2021 that has not yet happened let it begin to happen now with speed in the name of Jesus let it begin to happen let it begin to happen let it begin to happen every of God's plan every of God's purpose for me for the first half of this year and this year 2021 let it begin to happen let it begin to happen let it begin to happen right now with speed with speed i decree it i akitola summer as a seed of abraham i decree and declare everything god has ordained let it begin to happen now with speed in the name of jesus in jesus name we have prayed second chronicles 18 and verse 1 second chronicles chapter 18 and verse 1 second chronicles chapter 18 and verse 1 the bible says now akitola samuel add riches and honor in abundance hallelujah see let me tell you this wealth is spiritual i've told us several times why do people call soap why do they go to burial grass to take their bath because they understand the spiritual side of money the bible says jehoshaphat had riches and honor in abundance you are going to agree and declare i akitola summer this month and in the remaining days of this year i have riches and honor in abundance lift up your voice and begin to decrease i decree and i declare i akitola summer i have riches and honor in abundance lack has become history in my life insufficiency has become history in my life in the gateway church we have riches we have honor in abundance in the name of jesus I have riches in abundance in the name of Jesus. I have riches and honor in abundance in the name of Jesus. Hey, Kayabo, hey, Kayabaya, Yenele Keboye, Lebanikia Kayere, Inaniana Makayeke, Eporota Yelemania. I have riches. I have honor in abundance in the name of Jesus. I have riches. I have honor. In abundance, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we pray. Let your amen sound like thunder. In Jesus' name we pray. Ezra chapter 6 and verse 9. Ezra chapter 6 and verse 9. Ezra chapter 6 and verse 9. And that which they have need of 
both young bullocks and rams and lambs for the burnt offering of the God of heaven, wheat, salt, wine, and oil, according to the appointment of the priests which are Jerusalem. Let it be what? Giving them day by day without what? Without fail. That means let it be supplied without hindrance. You are going to lift up your voice. You are going to decree and declare. Say, Father in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare. According to your word. That from this day. Everything that I need. Is being daily supplied. Without fail. In the name of Jesus. I decree and declare. According to God's word. That from this day. Everything that I need. Is being daily supplied. Without fail, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare everything that I need has been daily supplied. Every material thing, every material thing, every financial material relational social thing that I need has been supplied on a daily basis. It has been supplied on a daily basis. It has been supplied on a daily basis. Without fail, in the name of Jesus, it has been supplied. Without fail, in the name of Jesus, a kapaya kapaya, rabaye kele mandeye, ele neneke kapaya kate, it has been supplied. Without fail, in the name of Jesus, a kele boshan. Everything that I need, let it be supplied every day without fail. Let it be supplied by the treasures of heaven without fail. In the name of Jesus, let it be supplied, oh God, without fail. In the name of Jesus, Shandele Bogosa, Yeke Yeke Teye, Repa Papayana, Kalele Boshaya, Nelekiandaye, Rakondelia Damaya, Oh Melebotonia, Ekladina Mashetin. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I decree and declare as the privileged shepherd of this house. In the remaining days of this month, let your head be lifted. In the name of Jesus. Everything you need, let it begin to gravitate towards you. Every financial thing, material thing, social need, let it gravitate towards you. In the name of Jesus. I decree and declare every need is met. Every is paid. Every debt is supernaturally cancelled. Let your head be lifted. Let your heads be strengthened. In the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare in the remaining days of this year, let your steps be ordered. Your ears have become hearing ears. Your eyes have become seeing eyes. You will know what to do by time. You will know where to go. You will know what to do. Every obstacle is removed. Every hindrance is removed in the name of Jesus. From today I say swim in abundance. What you have lacked the most begin to have the most. The things you have lacked the most begin to have the most. In the name of Jesus. In every area of defeat begin to experience victory. If there is anybody in this house trusting God for one healing or the other I say receive your healing right now. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet let the healing power of God begin to flow. If there is anybody you are trusting God for healing in one part of your body and it is a place you can touch, I want you to do that right now. The healing power of God is here. 
the Bible says by his stripes we are healed I decree and declare I lay my hands of faith on you whether you are on site whether you are online I and declare be healed be healed in the name of Jesus be healed I don't care whatever name it is called let every growth disappear right now in the name of Jesus the Bible says whatever tree my has not planted it will be uprooted I decree and declare every root of sickness let it be uprooted right now in the name of Jesus from today every root of poverty let it be uprooted from this day begin to move from abundance to abundance from supplies to supplies money will not finish in your hands in the name of Jesus it is your season of increase it is your season of surplus in the name of Jesus as I've said it so shall it be in Jesus name if you believe and receive it why don't you say very big amen all eyes closed all eyes closed if you're here this morning you have a relationship with Jesus you can't hear his voice you can't receive his leading you can't even be like him until you have a relationship with him you are here this morning you have a relationship with Jesus that is the foundation of the metamorphosis I want you to begin to talk to God where you are right now the Bible says with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation the Bible says anybody that calls upon him to be saved will save them wherever you are right now begin to talk to God ask him to save you ask him to save you begin to confess say father I believe you sent your son to the world to die for my sins and he rose on the third day for the redemption of my soul father I believe in your son Jesus as the way to the father therefore I decree and I declare today oh that as a sinner I've now become a saint forgive me of my sins redeem me of my past give me a brand new future write my name in the book of life in the name of Jesus if you've prayed that prayer or you are praying it right now from the sincerity of your heart I want you to know that God is there with you right now is renewing your mind giving you a new thought process making you to see what he wants you to see is giving you a new heart giving you a new life it is not the life you have lived before it is a new life father i pray for everyone making this commitment this morning i pray that this ones as they commit their lives to you that this ones will be established in the faith in the name of jesus jesus said all that you have given him you have lost none for every that is going to be sick, getting saved this morning either online or on site I decree for everyone making this commitment none shall be lost in the name of Jesus they will be established in the faith in the name of Jesus we thank you father for answered prayers in Jesus name we have prayed if you made that prayer this morning Mrs. Ezekiel lift up your hand I want you to walk up to after service and talk to her about your decision God bless you celebrate the Lord Jesus this morning